I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising a Pro. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. All right, if, if I actually turn around and ask you whether uh, the Spanish Grand Prix was an entertaining Grand Prix, of course, it wasn't Bahrain entertaining, but in, 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 in my vice and in, in my view, it was still a Grand Prix. I waited till the end to know the result because it was that exciting. My name is Rishi Kapoor, Kunal Shah and Rishi Kapoor, the man sitting opposite me. We both get together to get you the Inside Line F1 podcast and today is the, is the dissection, is the post-mortem of a Spanish Grand Prix. Firstly, Kunal, good Grand Prix? I don't think so. I mean... We've only seen teammate versus teammate battles. Uh-huh. I think we've waited long enough to hope that somebody will spring a surprise and a battle onto Mercedes. But I guess the wait is only going to get longer or has gotten longer. The wait has got longer and it doesn't look like there is any glimmering, shining hope of that happening. But yeah, now you bring up teammates, Rosberg versus Hamilton, Hamilton versus Rosberg, one way or the other. But it does look like mm, Hamilton has got the better of Rosberg. Not because he has so many wins, but just because mentally I, I feel he's a little stronger. Yeah, you know, I've mentioned it in a lot of posts. In fact, we spoke about it the last time also. It does seem like Rosberg has somewhere lost the edge and is trying to get the momentum going his way. And he's trying really hard. I mean, let's face it, every possible lap, he was only a couple of tenths off Lewis Hamilton. So Rosberg has been driving a brilliant pace as well. Let's remember, he's the guy doing all the chasing as well. He's also the guy, because he's chasing, he's trying something new at all times. Every time there's a medium-medium hard for um, Hamilton and there's a medium-hard medium for Rosberg, which looks, it, it, it got predictable in my mind yesterday. I'm sure it's predictable in Lewis's mind also. See, it is. At the end of the day, they would have done their maths, they would have done the simulations, they would have told the drivers what the target times, etc. would have been. But that's the only possible way he could have tried to mount an attack onto Lewis. Which, which then brings me back to what you said, that you had to wait till the end for the result. It was only on the 65th lap could Rosberg even come close to... You know, Lewis's uh, gearbox. That's because he was told to stay two seconds away, like about thrice in the race. Maybe 30 times, you know, but that's what I keep saying. that we, I mean, teammate battles are manipulative after all. And, you know, your favorite driver and your favorite driver's favorite driver got stuck. I mean, the guys in Ferrari, I mean. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was kicking <laughs> the table yesterday. But yes, I personally thought Kimi got the better of Alonso in the Spanish Grand Prix in front of the Spanish crowd. He outqualified him. He outsmarted him at the start. He was brilliant in the race in terms of taking care of the tyres. And somehow Alonso got the call on the strategy. A, I was angry with that. Of course, Kimi also is. And if the three-stopper was a faster strategy, why wasn't Kimi given the three-stop option? See, if Kimi doesn't have an answer, and Kimi doesn't have an answer... Which he usually doesn't. (laughs) I really doubt you and I will ever get to know this or any other fan would. But I really hope that Kimi does get the answer. 
and i really hope kimi beats alonso every single time because yesterday it was a bit infuriating i'm a big ferrari fan but not a lot of ferrari fans are going to come see the paddocks anymore because uh, well ferrari look really dismal i mean what 87 seconds or something yeah 87 seconds off the pace and that to me is more than a second of every lap rishi i mean that's how slow this year's ferrari is no matter how slow or fast they are i'm all praises for red bull and renault and both their drivers because yes ricardo was looking really good during qualifying he was looking like he was really stable in the car he drove well he overtook bottas he was good on strategy good on tires but vettel yesterday was fantastic i mean from 15th he used an extra stop strategy he paced his stars extremely well and he was comfortably in the fourth position which also means that had he qualified better he would have been in the mojo for a podium hunt that's always a question rishi what if he would have qualified higher up the grid but you know what let's not go there let's just you know revel in the fact that sebastian vettel drove a fantastic race i mean to go from p14 or 15 up to p4 that to beating all the ferraris and the, the the mclarens and the williams and the sahara force indias mm-hmm. he drove a phenomenal race absolutely to the strategy that was a champions drive but well he never beat the mclaren because the mclaren is beating itself and they really 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 dismal if if i say ferrari is bad mclaren should just quit and probably go to indycar or something well as long as they're quick somewhere right <laughs> <laughs> well hulkenberg and perez I, I, not a lot of tv producers notices but they were right behind each other into each other's ravings all the time during the race this is looking like a good pair you know both of these guys yeah they've looked like a brilliant pair it's another double points finish for sahara force india and it's always fun to feel the force and the fact that perez is getting the better of halkenberg who we all think is is a highly rated driver championship material uh look at somebody who's who's making the championship really interesting getting a lot of replaces is pastor maldonado and he has a different championship this guy is bringing something new to the table kunal and i have come up with a word called the penalty championship <laughs> the world penalty championship and the irony is that a pastor is heading the championship <laughs> <laughs> can we can we can we also call him Pester Maldonado? I mean, really, I'm so annoyed with that bloke. <laughs> yes, yes, and and Grosjean finally getting some points for for Lotus Renault team. Uh, they have the points, but probably even uh, PDVSA doesn't get them the money. So a lot of uh, issues between Renault and Lotus and Caterham, and uh, Renault might not be supplying the underpowered engines that they already have to these two teams as well. Yeah it's it's a business right you give me money for all the engines and if i don't get the money mm. i'm probably not going to give you my engine so it'll be a little strange of course it's a, it's a public threat i don't really see that happening yes uh, there is an engine and there is an exhaust behind the engine and a newer exhaust coming in for the for the upcoming spanish test a louder gruntier exhaust uh, is that the solution what do you think it's going to be overrated because well you and i could just hear the cars yesterday could we I couldn't hear the cars absolutely. I was just like, "Whoa, what happened to Formula 1?" I mean, <laughs> you know, earlier on in the season at least there was a little bit of hearing, but yesterday was absolutely blank. But you know, this whole thing about exhaust and you know, everyone saying that you know, we we need better sound which is already established. But I also feel somewhere Formula 1 is succumbing to the glamour of Monaco. I mean, the cars are also going to undergo cosmetic surgeries. Can you be- believe that? Yes, McLaren needs to look like some other car if I has to go anywhere any further. Fourth consecutive 1-2 for uh, Mercedes. My friend Kunal Shah absolutely feels 
that uh, there is something fishy going on there but let's not forget they they are a car they are a very stable looking car even on the tires that did not have a lot of grip let's also look at it this way given their pace differential with the other teams i'm sure they they're not really pushing to the limit as well so when you don't really push the car to the limit it it could end up looking like it's on rails but having said that i'm very interested i mean i've been trying to do a bit of study myself that there is a possibility that if any team has to beat mercedes right now in the first part of the season it could only be monaco yes when you say monaco you're going to have a spring in your mind saying oh it could be vettel oh or oh, it could be alonso i don't know what what's it going to be that we will know in two weeks time uh, well it could also be ricciardo for all we know i mean given the pace that he's also shown yeah there's a chance that you know he could spring a win it's like you know last year you and i spoke about how the mercedes cars were like buses around monaco where they got pole and they went so slow that nobody could overtake them at all and maybe that's what uh, somebody else could try and do on them this year well whatever it is kunal's inference it does look like uh, that an adrian newey car could be up there racing the mercedes but red bulls may not be the adrian newey's newey cars anymore because adrian might just shift to ferrari latest rumor pad are getting very hot about it adrian saying oh we we'll look at the future later which does mean he's not saying no could it be possible that adrian could, could go back there could it be possible that ross brown after ending his sabbatical could go back to ferrari and become the winning team again anything is possible in formula 1 i mean if you and i could end up having a formula 1 podcast this year <laughs> against all the issues that we face mm-hmm. uh it's ferrari after all you know they are the biggest team in the paddock it's the world's most recognized brand as a car manufacturer etc etc maybe newy gets a role in developing road cars for ferrari maybe something comes up and i mean why not anyone would look for it wouldn't you but w- what i'm really wanting to know is if if hamilton is winning every single time why does he, why does he in the post race conferences always say that rosberg had the faster car rosberg did a better job then why isn't rosberg winning you know to me that's the most ridiculous pr strategy that most formula 1 teams follow okay if your driver is one let him go out and say dude i was the best today and i was unbeatable <laughs> i think he's done it over and over a number of times to say nico did a better job he had a faster car i mean what wait a minute what is the faster car you're clearly the guy up ahead okay and on that same note we have teams saying you know we let drivers go and fight it out out there etc etc i mean let's remember at the end of the day the team can control the fortunes of each driver and that's what kimi raikkonen is pissed about and maybe you and i yeah we're very pissed about that the fortunes of the upcoming formula 1 season will not be controlled by us but yes the crystal ball does gaze into mercedes favor uh, whatever it is we'll keep you updated about uh, formula 1 about uh, the gossip behind formula 1 and the way forward this is kunal shah and rishi kapoor signing off for this week next week we'll be looking forward to the all glittery monaco <laughs> <laughs>